our last example for this section. Find dy dx. We have 5 over y minus 3 over x equals 2x squared y cubed. So we've got a few things going on here. First of all, we have variables in the denominator, so we probably want to rewrite those with negative exponents. So I have 5y to the negative 1 minus 3x to the negative 1 equals 2x squared y cubed. That's just rewriting. You'll also notice we have a product of 2x squared and y cubed. It's going to be helpful, I think, to keep the 2 with the x squared and then keep the y cubed as like your second function. So first function, second function. Now we want to find dy dx, and we have y mixed in. So we need implicit differentiation. So I'm going to start term by term. The derivative of 5y to the negative 1 is negative 5y to the negative 2. But then I have to say, oh, I'm differentiating with respect to x. So differentiating y with respect to x. The two variables don't match, so I need to write it. Then I have plus negative 1 times negative 3, positive 3. x to the negative 2, remember that's not 0. Negative 1 minus 1, negative 2. dx dx, I don't have to write, equals. Now I've got to use the product rule, so I'm going to differentiate the first one first doesn't matter which order you want. I just always start here first. 2x squared, the derivative is 4x dx dx, times y cubed left alone. Then I have a big plus for the product rule. And then I rewrite the 2x squared times, now I get to take the derivative of y cubed. 3y squared, but oh, it's dy dx. So there's the derivative of the equation implicitly in terms of x. Now what I need to do, remember the objective, find dy dx. I have two dy dx terms. I want to get them on one side and get everything else on the other side. Now the nice thing about this is they're not stuck inside parentheses or anything. I just It would be nice if I could simplify this part, 2x squared times the 3y squared. And then I'm just going to put it on the other side. And I'll combine these guys as well. So let's not do too many steps at once. Negative 5 over y squared for the y to the negative 2 power. Negative 5 over y squared dy dx. I also, I don't like to risk forgetting about that negative exponent subconsciously. I think we also want to avoid this. So if you go ahead and write it over y squared, that can be helpful. Then then we have um, plus 3 over x squared for the x to the negative 2 equals 4xy cubed. So I'm just cleaning up right now. I'm not moving the dy dx's yet. 2 times 3 is 6. x squared, y squared, dy dx. Much better. dy dx is what I'm looking for. Get it to one side. Get everything else on the other side. Isolate the dy dx terms. So I'm going to subtract 6x squared, y squared, dy dx from both sides and have the dy dx's on the left. And then I'm going to put the 3 over x squared on the other side by adding its opposite. So I'm going to add a negative 3 over x squared to both sides. And I'm going to add a negative 6x squared, y squared, dy dx to both sides. So when I do all that, I'm going to come up to the top here. And I have 
negative 6x squared y squared dy dx minus 5 over y squared dy dx equals positive 4xy cubed. And then I have minus 3 over x squared still. So I have minus from the other side 3 over x squared. Okay. Now what I notice is I want dy dx. That's what I've always wanted, right? So I need to factor that out because I've got two of them. If you saw the last example, I promised you this would come. You've got two factors with dy dx in them. Sorry, two terms with dy dx in them. Two terms with dy dx. I need to factor out the dy dx. So that way I can get it by itself. So I'm going to factor it out. And inside, I'm going to have negative 6x squared y squared minus 5 over y squared equals 4xy cubed minus 3 over x squared. So all I did was factor the dy dx. i got to make sure that I don't lose any negative signs or any little exponents. Everything looks okay. So I'm ready to say if dy dx times this big thing in parentheses equals this other thing on the right-hand side, then if I want to just know what 1 dy dx equals, I have to divide both sides by its coefficient. Its coefficient is the big thing in parentheses. Negative 6x squared y squared minus 5 over y squared. i got to divide both sides by that so I don't change anything. And now, 1 dy dx equals a complex fraction. As if we didn't have enough, we have a complex fraction. Now, you may remember these. uh, Actually, it's a complex rational expression, right? A complex fraction is like a half plus a third over two-fourths, two-fifths, something. When you've got a fraction in a fraction or a rational expression within a rational expression, it's complex, just like an apartment complex with apartments stacked on top of each other. So I've got to get rid of this, these denominators to make a little meter to look at. Uh, also, typesetters, they hate this kind of stuff. So you're never going to see something like this in the back of a textbook. I know, never say never, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to see this very often in the back of the textbook or on a multiple choice exam, hint, hint. So you might want to simplify this out, right? So I've got to multiply every term in the complex expression by the least common denominator. The least common denominator, x squared, y squared. Multiply by x squared and you'll get rid of this fraction. Multiply by y squared and you'll get rid of this fraction. So the only problem is I got to multiply everything by that. So I have to distribute the x squared y squared into that expression. And can you see why I can do it? I've got x squared y squared is going to multiply in the top 
and x squared y squared is going to multiply in the bottom. So I have x squared y squared over itself, which is just 1, provided these aren't 0. And a long time ago, in the very beginning of this problem, we saw that these could not be 0 because they were already in the denominator. So, so we're OK with multiplying top and bottom by x squared y squared. So dy dx equals distributing, I have 4x cubed y to the fifth, and then I have minus 3y squared, and then I have all that over negative 6, x squared times x squared is x to the fourth, y squared times y squared is y to the fourth, and then I have minus, y squared goes into the y squared once, so I have 5x squared left. I just want to double check. I want to make sure I was paying attention on this one. 3 over x squared times x squared y squared. The x squared's canceled, and I get negative 3y squared. So almost what you would probably see in the back of the book. The only thing is we don't usually like to have this negative sign here like that. Plus, we have another one here. But even so, we, we don't really like to have a negative sign in the denominator starting out down here. So couldn't I write this with a factored out negative sign, so I can factor out the negative, and I have 6x to the fourth, y to the fourth, plus 5x squared. Be much better to have this in the denominator without the negative, right? So I can do that, but then I want to go ahead and multiply that negative times the numerator. So when your answer looks different from someone else's, it might be because you didn't do this yet. Factor out the negative from the bottom, multiply it by the terms in the top. And when you do that, you're still going to have one more step. I am multiplying each term in the numerator by a negative sign, negative 1. And then I have 6x to the fourth, y to the fourth on bottom, plus 5x squared. And then we also don't like to start with a negative here. We're very picky, aren't we? So we need to put that inside. It's easier to see it if it's over here, right? So we start with the 3y squared term first, then minus 4x cubed y to the fifth, all over 6x to the fourth y to the fourth, plus 5x squared. Now while I was doing this, I could have also paid attention to any common factors. The thing is, though, I already knew ahead of time that I didn't have any, but I should point this out to you. Here I've got a 3 and a y squared. I have a y squared here, so I could have factored out a y squared, but remember what I was saying in another example, if you saw it, that what's the point of factoring out if it's not going to cancel with the bottom? It just makes it more complicated then. So if we look down here, oh, we don't have a y squared in this term. The 5x squared doesn't have y squared. So why bother factoring a y squared out of the numerator? And also, 3 and 4, they don't have anything in common except 1. So I, the only thing I could have done was y squared. I don't have it down here. There's no point in doing that one. On the bottom, you might notice we have an x squared in each term. But again, we have no x squareds on the top to cancel with, so I just leave this as my answer. dy dx is that big rational expression in terms of x and y. 3y squared minus 4x cubed y to the fifth all over 6x to the fourth y to the fourth plus 5x squared. Now, 
it's easy to lose sight of everything that we just did, everything we did at the beginning of this section, because we have x's and y's and exponents and complex fractions everywhere. So I'd just like to remind you that what this started with was a simple circle and looking at the slope of a tangent line at a, any point on the circle. And because you had the circle x squared plus y squared equals r squared, you either had to solve for y explicitly in terms of x in order to find the derivative, which would give you your slope of the tangent line, or the equation of the tangent line. We did that as well. Or you can use this new technique, implicit differentiation, so that you don't have to solve and use square roots and the chain rule. You actually just have 2x dx dx plus 2y dy dx equals 0. Solve for dy dx, plug in what you need, and you've got your slope. So remember, it all came from, in, in terms of what I did here with, with you in this section, it all came from the circle, um, an expression a relationship between x and y, even though it's not a function, is it? But it's a relationship between x and y. And we found how to find the derivative dy dx using this formula.